Hello, everyone, and welcome to our webinar today. I'm Charles Laughlin. I am the content director for Big Five Digital, and I am joined today uh, by two colleagues uh, from Africa One Way and GeoPol. And we're going to talk about the uh, MSME Pulse uh, survey, which is a really fascinating. Uh, and I think groundbreaking survey about how small businesses are have been impacted by the pandemic, how they're emerging from it, and what their future plans are based on the experiences they've had over the last couple of years. It's a lot of insights, actionable insights for those of you serving the African small business community. So first, before I introduce my, uh, my fellow uh, speakers, I just want to give you literally 30 seconds on what Big Five Digital is for those of you who are not familiar, we are a events and content business based in Cape Town, serving Africa, Middle East with uh, live events, uh, as well as podcasts, newsletters, and so on, uh, other forms of content focused on digital transformation of small businesses in Africa and the Middle East. And our So uh, I want to get right into what we're talking about today. I want to introduce Izana Raswark, who's a uh, uh, CEO of Africa 118, and he's going to share a few thoughts on why uh, why we're here today and what, what this research is all about and what they were trying to learn. So, Azana, why don't you say a few words? All right, Charles, thanks a lot for that. Hopefully, you can hear me. Greetings from Addis. Um, and uh, essentially, the we partnered with the Geopol team, um, and it's really to connect three dots. Um, the first one is... Um, the need in most of our countries, the top need is to create um, opportunities for youth, for jobs for youth. Um, the second dot is that uh, we know that SMEs are the primary job creators um, on the continent. Up to 80, 90% of jobs are created by SMEs. And then the third dot is digitization. We know that small businesses that are online grow at a faster pace than those that are not. So, and sometimes those that could be up to 40% faster. So I think one of the things we tried to do, or insights we want to gain is how to connect youth, SMEs, digitization, and then how can we predict the future? So as, as uh, John presents the survey findings, there's a couple of data points around optimism, the willingness or the, or the expectation that an SME is going to be hiring over the next 30 days. So those kinds of things hopefully will help us to see, you know, what is their mood and are they going to be creating uh, jobs in the short term or in the, in the near future? And hopefully this becomes a predictive tool. From our perspective, um, you know, we're quite active in the SME digitization space. So you'll see on this slide here, we're in you know, five, six countries now. We're a Google partner. So we've been doing, you know, training hundreds of thousands of SMEs over the past few years, um, as well as helping them get onto Google with the Google business profile. And then we have more specific programs. We've partnered with the Norwegian Development Agency, as an example, around 3,000 SMEs that we want to nurture over three years to show how being online and having the right tools can grow. So we're very interested in seeing what's the ecosystem in which we're operating, and then sort of comparison to markets. So how, how does Kenya compare with Nigeria? And eventually we want to add Ethiopia and other markets and come up with a tool that'll help us see um, how SMEs are faring. So we're very excited about the results of the survey and wanted to pass it on to our colleagues at Geopol, John, to walk us through some of the things that we've learned and, and hopefully we'll be able to see this uh, the insights evolve over time. So thanks a lot for hosting us, uh, Charles, and over to you, uh, John. 
Thank you, um, Elzana. Thank you, Charles. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening from Nairobi. Uh, John Murunga here. I work with Jopol as the Regional Director for Eastern Africa. I'm very pleased to present to you the results of this interesting survey that we did uh, looking at the MSMEs or the small, um, micro, small and medium enterprises two years into the pandemic. A few just few comments or thoughts around uh, who Geopol is, for those who do not know. Uh, Geopol is the leading uh, mobile research provider um, in, the, in the continent. We support brands, um, media agencies, international development um, organizations with research work across the continent. We've partnered with mobile network operators and we have a database of over 270 million mobile subscribers with about um, over 80 employees across the globe, we are able to support clients um, with different needs. We run our studies uh, in a multimodal format, uh, both uh, looking at, you know, ability to be, to be able to do surveys remotely through platforms like mobile SMS, mobile web and WhatsApp, um, telephonic interviews through uh, different calling centers across the different countries that you operate in, mobile application for those respondents who've been able to download our, our mobile application that's available both on iOS and on Android. And then we're also able to support clients through your traditional face-to-face -face, um, approach where interviewers sit directly with respondents and uh, get to interview them. But we incorporate the use of the mobile uh, application during data collection to ensure that data that is collected uh, gets back to our end as quickly as possible. I will now take you through the results of the survey that we did. Uh, this is the Africa MSME Pulse survey. A quick overview on uh, the research design. So the study was done purely quantitatively. We used a structured questionnaire. The data collection methodology was telephonic. We utilized the Africa 118 um, MSME database as Zana had mentioned, this uh, uh, database covers uh, multiple countries in, in the continent, but this survey specifically looked at Kenya, Nigeria, and South Africa. We did a total of 312 um, surveys, sorry, uh, a total sample of 312 uh, uh, MSMEs. We, sp we spoke to MSME owners uh, cutting across multiple industries, including agribusiness, beauty, communications, construction, energy, financial services, food distribution, food production, healthcare, manufacturing, media and marketing, professional services, retail, technology, uh, tourism and transport. The study was done uh, in December of, of last year. There are a couple of uh, topics that we looked at into the survey. So the first one was looking at the impact of COVID-19 on uh, the small businesses. Now the pandemic has had a devastating effect on the continent. And a lot of studies have been done looking at how the pandemic has affected households and individuals. So this study uh, wanted to take a look at the, the small business and to see how much impact this survey had. And 75% of the sample respondents uh, did mention to us that they, this, they, they, the pandemic had a negative impact on their businesses. This uh, cut across all the three countries with Kenya having as high as 81% of the respondents saying the pandemic affects their business negatively. 
South Africa recorded the lowest uh, mark, but this was still high at, at 70% um, of the three countries. Six out of 10 of all the SMEs surveys had to lay off hard work or reduce employees' salaries as a way of coping with the effects of the pandemic. And as we know, uh, these uh, MSMEs play a critical role in the economies of uh, developing markets, and especially these three countries. In markets, for instance, as Kenya, you know, over 80% of the workforce uh, sits within this sector. So this move to lay off hard work or reduce employee salaries had a ripple effect across uh, you know, the, the, the entire country, um, you know, looking at you know, families and, 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 and their livelihoods. So this was really devastating um, uh, overly, uh, looking at uh, you know, the pandemic. 70% of the SMEs were forced to shut down, at least temporarily, and only 17% have reopened at full capacity uh, since the pandemic. Now, we know that the global supply chain was greatly disrupted as a result of um, you know, COVID-19. And towards the end of 2021, this had eased a bit. However, when we did the survey, 41% of the SMEs uh, did indicate that they were still having challenges receiving and supplying products over the last 30 days. So this uh, you know, indicates to us that the you know, supply chain, even as, as, as this is, things are, are, are coming back to normal slowly, is still being impacted uh, by the pandemic. The second aspect that we looked at was the concept of working from home. Now, this um, is one of the things that came into prominence as a result of uh, COVID-19. We remember you know, when the pandemic hit the continent and hit different countries, we went into lockdowns and people were being encouraged to work from home. So we looked at these aspects and, 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 and you know, compared you know, how different SMEs survived this. So before the pandemic, 44% uh, of the SMEs say none or very few of the employees worked from home. But as a result of the pandemic, 41% say the employees switched to working from home all or part of the time. Uh, and 11% still have employees working from home all the time. Now, looking at some of the businesses that were actually established over the last two years, uh, six out of 10 of those operate from home or entirely online. So this shows just how this um, phenomenon is, is changing within that space. And this of course will influence other aspects of you know, business like uh, emergence or, 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 or high use of uh, elements like e-commerce because people are taking advantage of um, the, the situation and, 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 uh, and, and, and what it, it means to them in terms of how they run their business. And we'll see this in, in, a, in a few slides. We also looked at technology. And for this, we wanted to understand um, how businesses have relied on technology uh, over the last two years. We wanted to see if this has decreased, uh, if this had stayed the same, or if this had decreased. 72% um, of the sample respondents did indicate to us that their reliance on technology had increased over the last two years. And this was as high as 81%, uh, for instance, in Nigeria. So we see how technology has become a crucial and an indispensable part of almost every kind of business. And this dependence, of course, has uh, been largely accentuated by uh, the pandemic. And um, further to this, 
we sought to find out what sort of you know, technologies are they looking to invest in? And for this particular question, we did ask them which technologies they are looking to invest over in the next uh, 90 days. Uh, close to 40% of all the SMEs did mention website as the platform that they're looking to invest in. About a third mentioned hardware and a quarter of them mentioned e-commerce. And these varied um, by, by country as well. So for instance, in Nigeria, 39% uh, mentioned that we're looking to invest in e-commerce, just indicating how um, these businesses are trying to embrace technology and adapting to the times, um, and also you know, trying to, to work around the challenging environment that came about as a result of the pandemic. Every business needs to communicate, needs to put out its you know, services and products out there for customers to, to, to see. So we also sought to find out how currently, you know, these businesses engage in different marketing activities. Close to 80%, so eight in 10 of the businesses use social networks as a way of, of, of marketing. 40% use search engines. A quarter of them use their own websites and only about 9% use traditional channels that is, you know, TV and radio to do communication. This shows, you know, the emergence and, you know, this, how strongly uh, digital marketing is taking root within this space. And uh, the high numbers of, of, of the use of social networks did cut across uh, all sectors and also did cut across all the three countries that we did the survey in. We stretch this further to ask them, you know, how they expect they are spending on the digital platforms to, to change in the next uh, 12 months. Overwhelmingly, 71% uh, of the sampled SMEs uh, did you know, indicate that they are hoping to increase their spend uh, within the digital platforms. So just showing that the direction they're taking with regards to digital marketing is within the, the digital space and they're, they're trying to take advantage of the platforms that are available to them. We then sought to find out how they do this. So how uh, they go about doing their, their, their digital marketing in, in the digital space. A lot of them are using individual freelancers and also using their teams internally to, to do this. So 47.4% use individual freelancers and 34% use um, their own teams internally. And we also saw a couple of changes on this when, when we look at the results by, by country. So for instance, um, uh, when you look at, at countries like South Africa, the use of individual freelancers is way higher compared to, for instance, Kenya, where most of the uh, businesses use their own teams um, to, 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 to run their digital uh, programs. Financing uh, within the, you know, the, the MSME space is always um, an interesting topic to look at. And so we also looked into that as well. Um, and financing can be looked at in largely four buckets. So we can look at you know, the sources of finance, we can look at you know, the ease of getting finance, we can also look at um, aspects around access and the amount of you know, financing that businesses are able to, to get. Uh, specifically for this survey, we looked at the sources and as we can see from the results, three quarters of the MSMEs that we interviewed are self-financed. So they depend on the funds of the sole owners of the businesses. Um, closely followed of a distant a second were 21% of the SMEs that said they got their financial support from family and friends. 
only 11% uh, mentioned that they were you know, receiving financing from, from banks. So this shows you know, the, the need to create opportunities for these MSMEs to get uh, different sources of financing. And this can speak to you know, uh, some of the, the initiatives that are being put uh, forward by you know, government and other um, financial institutions. And it calls uh, for, for, for this to even be enhanced further. Lastly, um, we sought to find out what sort of you know, optimism and outlook um, the MSMEs had you know, looking forward. So we, we looked at this uh, from two different aspects. The first thing is we looked at how likely they are to hire or rehire staff in the next um, three months. Uh, now, the, the likelihood of doing this varied by market with the highest optimism uh, you know, being seen in Nigeria, where a third of the businesses said at least they're very likely to, to, to hire or rehire staff in the next uh, three months. The least uh, optimism was expressed by businesses in South Africa, where um, half of them say they're not likely to hire um, in the next uh, three months. And we went further to ask what their optimism was, looking at the conditions of their business operating environment. While there was, there is some good level of optimism with um, about just about a quarter of the of the of the of the MSMEs saying they are extremely optimistic with what the future looks like in the next uh, three months. A substantial um, number of them are, are guarded, so they they were, they were sitting within the neutral space, and they are in that space where they're not very sure. Um, where you know the, the future lies and, and you know in the next three months and how that you know the business environment is going to look like so we, we can you know uh, overly say that the the outlook is is cautious in terms of you know what SM, msmes are looking forward to and that there's a lot of work that needs to go into encouraging them to 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 to, to, to look forward to, to better times ahead as we know this sector has a very important role to play within uh, our different um, economies in the three countries. In summary or in conclusion, the impact, overall impact of uh, the pandemic of, on the MSMEs was heavy, as we have uh, seen. A lot of business were negatively affected. Um, people were laid off. Uh, the business had to lay, lay off some people. Uh, some have uh, not gone back to running at full capacity. Uh, operations, operations-wise, uh, working from home has become an option, and a lot of businesses are currently uh, entirely working from home or running online. And so, this is something that we, we are going to see uh, growing over uh, the next um, couple of months and, and years ahead. Technology, there's a lot of reliance uh, and, and, and adoption in the use of technology. And businesses are saying that that's the direction they're taking, and they're looking to even invest more um, within that space. Uh, so, uh, you know, developing solutions for, for these MSMEs, supporting them with knowledge, with, with training, would be uh, something that would be very helpful um, in the coming days. Marketing, as we have seen, uh, is going digital. MSMEs are, em are, are embracing you know, the use of um, digital platforms to do their marketing and their communication. And they are looking to even invest more within that space. Uh, financing, though, remains a challenge. A lot of the MSMEs are self-financed. And you know, opportunities for them to get funding easily um, 
and of course uh, at rates that are affordable to them uh, would definitely be welcome and then lastly the outlook is is that of caution but there's there is a, a segment that is quite optimistic and they're looking forward to you know the business environment uh, improving in the coming days i'll pass the mic to charles uh, to take us to the next session of the presentation thank you very much thank you that was uh compact and very uh, uh, information-packed 20-minute uh, presentation, but we wanted to uh, go through it relatively quickly because we wanted to allow time for a discussion on sort of what, what this all means, what the implications of these findings. And uh, just a couple housekeeping notes. Um, actually, could you go back one? I, just, I, I will make a quick uh, note about our event coming up before we get into Q&A coming up uh, May 11th through the 13th in Cape Town. Big 525 is a discount code. Any of you can use if you want to attend the event. You can visit our website to learn more. That's all we'll say about that. So let's move into Q&A. Now you should have a, a Q&A uh, button on your screen. If you want to enter a question, please do so and we will entertain it as best we can. I also wanted to note that um, we, ha we have been recording this and we will post a re uh, replay um, I think it'll be on demand for, via Zoom. You should get some information on that post event. And then we'll also post it on the Big Five, uh, the Big Five DTV YouTube channel, which is where we publish our uh, video version of our podcast and, and other content as well. Uh, so you'll get information on that. You will also have access to the slides. I believe you'll be sent a link to the slides after the event. So uh, if anyone's question is, will I get the slides? That's the answer to that question. So let's get right into it. Um, so I think a lot of my comments and or questions relate to sort of how we should read some of these uh, findings. I mean, I'll give an example. 58% um, of the businesses formed in the last two years are operating virtually or fully online. And I guess, and maybe the data doesn't say this, but maybe we have some opinions on this. What does that say about the kinds of businesses that are being formed? Are these are more e-commerce based businesses, for example, being formed as a result of this, or are just more businesses that maybe have been the same businesses that were formed before, but they're operating differently? Is it? Do we have a sense of which it is? My sense is it's a bit of both, but I'd love to hear from you. John, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting um, question there, Charles. And for me, I think it's, it's a combination of, of both. And I think it's largely driven by the need for people to find different solutions to the challenges that uh, COVID-19 uh, brought to us. So when you look at the small, micro, uh, medium enterprises space, a lot of the, 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 the businesses that, that play within that space are micro, meaning that they have you know, less than 10 employees. And you can imagine that you know, this type of businesses, you know, when, when, when COVID-19 hit, were the most affected. So what you'd find is that people would now look for alternative solutions to how they run their businesses. And this would drive them to you know, the use of you know, technology um, and take advantage of you know, the e-commerce options and solutions that are found across different countries. So for instance, if you look at you know, um, countries say like Kenya, where um, you have um, the, 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 the sort of like rider, you know, motorbike platform that allow you to deliver goods and services. It would allow someone, for instance, who is in the clothing sector, or the food sector, 
to you know produce their staff in the comfort of their home and then utilize the, the the networks that have already been created to you know get the businesses to the to the to the rightful uh, customers and of course you know utilizing social social media to communicate the same uh, and advertise um in the process over to you Charles. yeah if you want anything is on otherwise i've got a few other questions lined up here uh so uh the other thing that jumped out, and well, there's several things jumped out of me, but one other thing that jumped out of me was this notion of the use of freelancers as basically as your marketing team, you know, uh, versus agencies or versus in-house staff. That number was pretty high. I was, uh, I'm not sure, saying I'm sure I was surprised, but it was certainly notable. Uh, I think it was over 50%, if I'm not mistaken. Um, my observation, and Azana, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, is whether freelancers are maybe an overlooked channel for uh, SaaS companies, for uh, agencies and others who are trying to reach small businesses, you know, it could be any sort of solution that um, a small business needs to use and that, you know, maybe there's a, uh, an opportunity to leverage this freelancer community uh, as a resource. Is that, have, you, have you ever looked at that? Is that something that you think is feasible? Is it something that's being overlooked? Is it? Hang on one sec. We might have lost his honor. No. Okay. Well, uh, John, I don't know if you have any thought. I think his honor is trying to get back on here. Um, anyway, uh, oh, here we are. Is honor, you there? Anna's back. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Is uh, did you hear the question? I'm not sure I like the question, which is why I dropped off. Now, could you repeat it, please? That's okay. Well, there's more coming. Um, the question was, I, I noted that the freelancer figure is being, you know, pretty prominent, pretty noticeable in terms of the number of people using small businesses, using freelancers as a yeah. digital marketing resource. And I, the question I threw out is, or comment question was, is this a potential resource for SaaS companies, for digital agencies, for others to become a channel into the small business? I don't know if this is something you've looked at, if that number stood out to you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think what's going to be interesting. Hmm. Sorry, it looks like I'm having a network issue. So can you hear me now? Yeah, you're there. Yeah. So I think what's going to be interesting is to see how that, that evolves over time. Um, so what we've seen is that as um, the uh, the available solutions from a digital perspective evolved that SMEs have, have tend to fragment who they reach out to for what services. So it could be that I'm reaching out to a freelancer to help me with my social media, but I'm working with an agency for my website. So I think what we're going to see over time is that number is going to be shifting. The challenge is that um, in our markets, the freelancer, the quality of the freelancer is not necessarily, uh, um, I guess, predictable. So... Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it would be, you know, my, my and they're available, they're good value, but maybe the quality might not be there. So I think what we'll do is see what evolves over time in terms of um, the, the, the market. But the expectation is that for some of these services, such as, you know, running ads and those things that probably their agency segment, and that's what we believe will probably increase over time, given, um, given the, the need for, for quality and for, for return. Okay. Okay. So we have a question uh, here. It's, uh, I'll just read it. Uh, 
the COVID-19 pandemic caught most MSMEs off guard, meaning we had no idea what to, how to deal with such a crisis. That's certainly true. I would like to know, has a survey been done to establish the risk preparedness of MSMEs to establish their capacity to respond to such a risk in the future? Additionally, are there organizations that build the capacity of MSMEs, MSMEs in risk management? I don't know if anyone has an answer to the second part of that, but uh, uh, John, I don't know if you've uh, done maybe in uh, your other work, if you've done a surveys uh, along the lines of what's being asked here. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting question on risk preparedness for MSMEs. And uh, no, we didn't cover it within the within the, 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 the questionnaire uh, on basically the information areas for this survey, but it is an area that we will look into in our next wave of this survey, which we hope to do uh, around, you know, the second half of this year. So this is something that we'll definitely um, check and then revert back in our next series of survey. Thank you. Okay. Right. If, I may, if I may, I think what, what are the, yeah, I think that that's, um, the, you know, the, the, acceleration in interest in, in technology. I think it's partly a hedge for that. Um, so as a lot of the businesses have looked, for example, at building websites, it's partly to keep um, operating uh, despite um, any you know, environmental circumstances. So I think that although, I don't know, we have a clear answer to whether they're ready, but certainly I think the fact that they're shifting to digital platforms is one way of ensuring that they can continue to operate and reach to their customers, you know, despite any environmental change. So I, I think it's it's there, there is part of the answer. I think is 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 there in, in what actions they've taken, well, and what they've been through already. I mean, having been through one crisis makes perhaps makes the next crisis easier. That may be. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if that's uh, axiomatic, but, but it certainly uh, suggests. Like you said, if someone, uh, you know, for example, on the payment side, if they've set up online payments and you know contactless payments as, as a response to this crisis. That's one uh, thing, a hurdle they won't have to jump over at the next crisis. The only issue is, will the next crisis require a whole different set of responses? You know, it depends on the nature of the crisis, I suppose, um, which like, we'll find out <laughs> when the next one comes. Uh, and inevitably it will. Um, so uh, another thing that uh, kind of jumped out for me was this notion of 71% planning to spend more on digital in the near term. That's a very uh, promising figure. And I'm always curious with these aspirational figures, how we should really interpret them. I mean, there's, is there a discount factor we have to put on aspirational responses like that? Um, so I, if I'm in the audience, how, sh how should I read that? Should I read that as uh, incredibly optimistic or as uh, modestly optimistic? Um, just kind of help calibrate how good a number that is. John, do you have a sense of that for Arizona? Yeah, I can I can speak to that from a numbers perspective, and I'm sure Azana will speak to some of the you know, supports that they're already offering MSMEs within that space that indicates that this is just not um, an optimistic number, but it's it shows intent. Mm -hmm. And the the way you look at these numbers is also to collaborate collaborate it with other elements within the survey that you know speak to the same subject matter. Mm -hmm. So when uh, you know businesses are saying they're they're looking to invest in this, we should also look at what they are currently already um, utilizing. So they're already utilizing these platforms, and from the results, this cuts across a lot of the sectors that um, that 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 we, we you know we surveyed. 
And you know, when we when we see them saying that they are looking to invest in this in the current environment, it it, it shows you directionally where they are looking to go. So there is um, there is you know a lot of you know we can actually take this data and, and with a lot of confidence in terms of what these numbers are telling us. And I'm sure, as Ezana will mention, uh, they're already supporting a lot of these SMEs with these solutions. So this is something, a direction that they're taking that we all need to look into uh, very, very seriously. Over to you, Ezana. Yeah, and, and we're certainly seeing it um, even at the level of, um, so we do a lot of training um, in partnership with uh, Google. And what we see is that the attendance, the types of questions that we get at the SME training sessions have evolved. So certainly what we're seeing is an interest level that's gone up. I think the question around hedging against uncertainty is one answer to that. So the increase in technology. I think that you know when you look at the survey in terms of how do SMEs spend their money, the fact that digital is up there, uh, there there's uh, marketing spend before that would have been flyers. So I know when we started years ago, a lot of businesses would have little cards or flyers that they distribute. We don't see as much of that anymore. So there certainly has been a shift. We also see that um, even between markets, uh, there is something happening in Nigeria. Uh, it does seem that uh, in terms of optimism, we see the number of clients that are um, requesting profiles, um, the number of uh, advert, uh, you know, SMEs that are taking ad solutions has increased significantly as well. So certainly we were seeing that trend happening All right, I think uh, Uzan is uh, still having uh, some network issues, but I think we got the, the gist of his response there. Um, I, I want to kind of just add something. Uh, oh, please, just go ahead. There, Charles. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so again, the other things that we also need to take into consideration is that a lot of these businesses service customers and populations across the continent are telling us the same thing. So there is increase in the use of mobile phones within the continent. There is an increase in the penetration of smartphones across the continent. There is a lot of increase in the use of social media. Uh, so when you look at media consumption, we are seeing trends where people are moving away from traditional media to uh, the digital uh, space. So that is where consumers are. So businesses, again, because they are offering services and goods that are targeting these customers have to also look within that space because that's where customers are currently sitting. Right. Okay, we've got a uh, audience question coming through. Why do you think e-commerce is a field that so many SMEs are getting so keen on at the moment? Um, Zana's back if he wants to take that. I, I could offer a few thoughts as well. Zana, did you hear the question? I, I was still on the last question around the increasing technology. Sorry about okay, that. Okay, so uh, why do we think e-commerce is a field that so many SMEs are getting so keen on at the moment? Yeah, no, we're certainly seeing an increase um, outside of just the e-commerce platforms. I think that there is more platforms available. I think that the value, uh, the value chain is being completed. So including more activity on the mobile payment side, more delivery companies that are available. So we see a lot of competition on that side. So I think there is an intensity around e-commerce that's increasing. And then obviously what we've seen is the user um, that wasn't there before. So I'm in Addis now and uh, you know, ordering uh, takeout food is something that you know, three, four years ago was not, was not uh, 
part of the norm. So certainly the users getting is evolving. I think the SME, a lot of SMEs are users themselves or consumers themselves. So they're seeing that evolution. However, however, what we find is that the interest level and the ability to follow through is not, there is, there is a gap there. So the yeah. interest is there, but when it comes to actually being able to manage an e-commerce business, we tend to be quite cautious uh, with the SMEs that we deal with to say, you know what, uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's not just a window to a user. You do need to have the value chain combined, but certainly they, there's, there's been a significant increase, which I think is a real one. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think um, the one thing I've sort of observed, uh, you know, it's been a global phenomenon during COVID that uh, small businesses, you know, started adding e-commerce stores to their website or started doing something uh, to sell products and services online. And I think um, the question I've always had, and I think it'd be interesting there may be eventually be able to measure this um, right now. It's sort of anecdotal is what of the percentage of who, who sort of uh, acquired e-commerce tools during the pandemic, what percentage like, one year later will, will be actively using. Uh, and I think that's an unanswered question at this point. I think that's inevitably a drop-off. The question is, is it like all these other accelerations that occurred during COVID? Will the, uh, the line post pandemic, even after a drop-off still be higher than it was before the pandemic and will the acceleration have been you know by several years from what was anticipated before the pandemic so i think you can have both a, a big acceleration in e-commerce adoption and also a big drop off from you know the adoption that was sort of uh, reactive to the pandemic so we'll see where those shake out but i think we'll have a bigger e-commerce business at the other side of this i think uh, and, and actually, incidentally, on to, on to your point, Charlie, I think that if you go back to your first question on, on the businesses that have started mm -hmm. during the pandemic right. at 58%, in, in, interesting, those are the ones that are probably going to be the most successful because they started with an e-commerce mindset. Right, 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 they right, actually right. didn't have a shop. Exactly. They said, I yeah. want to, you know, I have time, I need to make income. And we have some, uh, you know, some some interesting in in, in fashion uh, that just started up from home. I actually think they're probably best set up because they actually started from the beginning. <laughs> right. Well, no, digitally, I mean, it's a corny phrase now, digitally native, but uh, kind of applies here. Um, okay, we have another uh, question here. Uh, MSCs bore the brunt of COVID nineteen with many closing down, downsizing, or reorganizing. Uh, we understand many businesses are trying to recruit lost fortunes. My question specifically addressed to uh, for Kenya regarding Kenyan SMMEs, how will general elections in Kenya in three months affect this recovery's journey? I'm uh, probably unqualified to answer that one. So, uh, John, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you need to repeat the question? Yeah. Um, no, Kenya, Kenya elections are, are something that I think every business is uh, usually concerned about. And mainly because we are very passionate about how we do our elections. So a couple of months before elections, literally the, the country gets engulfed in, um, in, in, the, in the election cycle. And that also goes uh, months after the election. We, it's very, very difficult to predict how the elections will go, but definitely it does slow down how businesses uh, basically operate. A lot of the businesses take a very cautious approach in terms of how they go about their activities. Um, 
we, you know, we also see uh, that, you know, if, if there is anything to do with, you know, violence, you know, either before or after the election, then that, of course, also has an effect on uh, businesses, especially small businesses that, you know, can, can, can take a, a, a very bad hit, you know, with, with, with small incidences of, say, looting and stuff like that. So the hope is that we will have a, a peaceful election and uh, we transition uh, fairly smoothly. And that will help us to make sure that you know, the, the, the period before and after elections is a lot smoother than what we have seen uh, in the previous years. But it's very hard to, to know how things are going to go. Uh, one of the, I think, good things to, to, to tell, specifically for Kenya, you know, we going into an election year was last quarter, the last quarter of, of last year, we, we saw very strong um, economic growth. Um, we hope that that you know shows, for instance, in the first quarter of this year, uh, so that at least when you look at it net net in terms of you know how many quarters will see a slowdown, then that is limited to probably quarter two and quarter three of this year, and then probably we bounce back in quarter four. So it's it's really a matter of you know hoping and um, there's a lot of good uh, communication you know touch points that are coming in from the government and the people who are responsible. You know, uh, continuously assuring you know investors, the the, the larger um, development agency partners, and and the whole population that they're looking to make sure that the elections are done in a peaceful and fair way. So that should also you know pass on that encouragement to the rest of the businesses. Lastly, we've seen a lift in COVID nineteen um, measures within the country uh, last last week. The Minister for Health did lift um, the, 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 the restrictions around how many people are able to congregate in a place, the use of masks. So that has, of course, also um, you know, spurred you know, growth uh, generally within the market. Uh, so again, going into the electioneering period, unless we have another surge of COVID-19, these are elements that are likely to uh, spur growth even in the, you know, as, as we go through the, or grapple the challenges of um, elections, which uh, I'm sure are not very unique to us. Um, Ezana can also talk to us about how- I just touched wood when you mentioned this. another COVID surge. Uh, <laughs> Ezana, yeah, yeah, let's broaden the question a little, maybe just sort of what is, um, what actions can be taken now? I think whether it's by governments or infrastructure or whatever it is to sort of, you know, help accelerate this recovery of small business. Um, a couple of things. One, just to build on uh, what you mentioned, John. So I, I'm no election expert, that's for sure. And I think you're right. Uh, so um, that it, it could be an election or it could be other uh, factors in terms of instability. I, I do think that one of the things that we can hopefully help to address um, with this survey is to have like an indicator that gives us a sense over time uh, as to the level. So I'm, I'm not sure what to read into that you know the actual numbers we have today in terms of you know what Kenyan SMEs are saying there's a cautious optimism I think is the way we we've, we've well, you phrased it John in terms of the conclusions certainly what we should be able to see is after three months when we see this when we run the survey again which direction is it going and hopefully I mean at the end of the day since it really is around you know are they hiring or not are, are we creating you know employment opportunities Will the sense of optimism uh, in, you know, translate into jobs um, or not? So I think that that election question, I think, is, is, a, is a great one. And we, we should be able to see maybe in three months time, which way is the trend going? So I know uh, what you mentioned, John, in terms of you know, maybe the foreign investors are maybe a little bit more, um, I don't know, more, more nervous, I think, than probably local uh, SMEs that don't 
uh, that maybe have sort of have maybe more, more resilience, but certainly we'll be able to see that. And then Charles, to your question around um, sort of the environment, I do think that where we've seen uh, tightening up is on the credit side um, and, and essentially having access to financing, I think was picked up by the survey and I think is a challenge, um, especially with you know, tightening of availability in, in emerging markets like Africa, whereas I think in the developed world, there was, a, there was availability to, 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 to create a sort of a, a value or, or create a sort of a, a additional liquidity. I think it's more challenging in our market. So that's certainly one area I think that we've picked up um, that would, would help. And I'll just make one point, uh, which is when we connect those two things together, um, that uh, uh, you know the the access to uh, financing being a, a, a way to weather the storm or or to build back my business, um, connecting that with digitization. There's some interesting work around being able to look at the behavior of small businesses in terms of their transaction records. So that's where e-commerce or online visibility. If I can actually take a look at what is the trend on that side? Maybe financial institutions, especially some of the fintech players, maybe they can take more risk because we may not have the financial records of this, of this small business, but we do have a sense for the fact that they are growing or they're, or they're seeing a lot more customers. So maybe one of the ways to help free up capital for small businesses is by looking at their behavior, providing that data, you know, obviously with their consent, so that they can demonstrate that you know that they they are, they are seeing you know that they are uh, viable and growing and should be able to to benefit from from financing. We're seeing a lot of creativity in, in how um, finances financing is being offered to small businesses. It doesn't seem to be showing up in the numbers when you see that most of them are still self financed, and that's probably you know it's going to take a while to chip away at that number. I think, but uh, you know we're seeing things like usage based financing for equipment and things like that. And uh, I'm seeing recently about Move, which is a company in Nigeria that um, basically finances car purchases for ride hailing drivers, you know, basically using the revenue they generate from their car going forward to, to pay off the, the, the financing. Um, so I think it's just, uh, I'm always impressed by the creativity in the FinTech community for figuring out how to use data that banks typically aren't either having access to or aren't interested in analyzing and using that data to, to make uh, loan lending decisions for small business. So I, I think we're gonna see a lot more creativity going forward. Um, I think one thing that we might might be a concern is just looking at sort of macro trends in, in uh, financing tech companies, whether uh, what we're seeing sort of, you know, globally with, you know, interest rates and sort of a different mindset of uh, investors around, the metrics for for the businesses they're funding, whether that's going to start to to you know have a, a more risk averse approach to, to, to investing in the next year or two, uh, we'll see about that. I don't know if that's going to apply to Africa or not. So, what I thought we could do is just to wrap up real quick. Azana, you alluded to the survey coming up in three months' time, but could you just sort of summarize where this whole project goes? The two of you, kind of what's next for it. I think I think we learn as we go. So I think we're trying to we're connecting the dots. So certainly, I think uh, um, I know I, I won't speak for the GeoPol team, but we work very closely with them, and and we've picked up some very interesting insights. Um, and I think we haven't even finished digesting. So it's great that we have this opportunity just to to chat and maybe answer some questions. But but certainly, if over time we can put our pulse on the sentiment, the employment. Uh, 
you know, the perspective of whether uh, businesses are looking to create jobs and then the role of technology in that and then finance. I think that's sort of, we added that, but I think that's something that, that, that will gain over time. Hopefully we can, this can come, uh, this can become an indicator um, that um, people that are interested in this space, either, you know, uh, banks, telcos, uh, development agencies, anybody that's looking to service the, the SME space in Africa looks at this as being an indicator for the way things are going. So in our conversation with Geopolo is, uh, looking at this as being one data point, but uh, probably the increased values to see where this goes over time. And then hopefully this ends up being a decision-making tool that will address maybe forward things like, uh, you know, what is, the, what, what is the election looking like? We'll be able to go back and say, okay, what are small businesses thinking about? And then our, what can we sort of plan against? So, you know, we're, we're very excited to, to partner with uh, the Geopol team and, and sort of carry this, uh, carry this forward. Uh, John, any final thoughts? Uh Absolutely. I just want to echo what Izana said and just to underscore that um, the MSME sector in the development countries, especially in Africa, plays a very, very critical role in the overall economies of these countries. And um, yes, we, we are very keen to continue uh, to share information around how this sector is behaving. I know a lot of research has been done on the consumer side, so being able to connect the two dots will be, will be quite critical. And yes, we'll be, we'll be keen to continue partnering with Africa on and eight on this. And yes, we look forward to the next uh, session with you, Charles, as well. Great, same here. Uh... This has been very uh, interesting, a lot of great data here. I think we're gonna end it here. So I wanna thank our panelists. I wanna thank everyone who attended. Um, look for some communication following this about access to replay and uh, access to the slides. We really thank you all for joining. Great conversation. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next webinar and hopefully seeing you at Big Five Summit in Cape Town in May. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. All right, thanks a lot. See you then. Yeah.